Okay. Good day, everybody. How you doing? Dr. Nick here once again, and I'm here with Vicky. Hello, everybody. She's back again. Um, there was um, people, I got a lot of feedback from, from her first, first video, so I was like, you know what? Let's do it again. So um, she's back here sitting by my side, my lovely my lovely better half is sitting with me again. Thank so you. It's, it's always fun for me when we do something together, and this is fun because we, we get to talk about topics that we both like to talk about. So today, after much discussion and deliberation, we're going to talk about something called the orgasm gap. Now, many, many of you guys out there probably never even heard of the orgasm gap, so I'm just going to ask, before you even go further, just think, think to yourself, ask yourself, what do you think the orgasm gap is, much like the, much, much like the pay gap or the wage gap? So what do you think the orgasm gap is? But I'm going to ask Vicky, Vicky, please tell me what you think the orgasm gap is. The orgasm cap. Well, the orgasm cap is that the women, our, our young women of today, are not coming like our men are coming. So we need to equal out this orgasm gap and make sure that uh, the women are having satisfying sexual experiences in the same way that our men are having satisfying sexual experiences. So this is a, a really big topic and something that we need to start thinking about um, uh, with our partners and making sure that everyone is satisfied. Right, and I'm sitting there thinking as a, as a former, former sexuality educator, like, what, what happened? You know, how did things change or, or, or did things ever change from how they were back um, 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago? Because I, I really, because I, I personally, I do believe that, 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 that there's something going on, um, but um, it just doesn't make sense to me. So um, I know that you have some numbers that you, or like some, or like some percentages that you found on the internet on this issue. So, like, what did you find? Do you remember what they were? Yes, they did. Uh, Durex did a study of uh, 1,500 college students, right. and uh, this was in 2017. And what they found was that women were having orgasms uh, uh, in their sexual encounters in the low 20s, but men were having sexual, or they were having orgasms in their sexual encounters um, in the 60s. So, uh, men were getting their rocks off, and, me and women were not. So this is something that we need to talk about. What we also found was that women were not being vocal about not being satisfied. So not only were they not getting satisfied, um, they were not telling their partners they weren't satisfied. Um, and there's a lot that goes into that psychologically and, and, and why are women not advocating for themselves. Also, men seem to want to please their partners. Um, they're just not getting the correct feedback or they're not... Um, being taught uh, how to satisfy their partners. So a lot of this comes back to communication, but I was surprised at the numbers that women orgasm uh, about 20% to men's 60 to 70%. Right, and for what, and that was a Durex study, right? That was a Durex study, and, yep. And the Canadians, the, the study was, that, that's not the Canada study. That's the study, yes, yeah, so that was done in a university in Canada. Yeah, that's a Canada. Yep, with 1,500 students in 2017. Okay, because I, I found a study, I, I, was re I was reading about this in preparation for mm -hmm. today's podcast. I was reading about it, and there's another study where the actual gap was like 50, like uh, there was a 50% gap, meaning like 90% of men were having orgasm during sex, and only 40% or less. Yes. Of women were, were saying that they were having orgasms during sex. So I'm like, 
you know, so I think it was actually like 38%. Right. But that had, that was like 700 and some students. But, um, but still, I'm like, what the hell, a 50% gap in anything right. is, is insane. Yeah, so, huge. So, yeah, so um, I think, so we, we kind of want to get in, into the why. And Vicky kind of started that, started that already. She kind of hinted at it. So let's get into the why. Why? Well, I think that there's so many reasons why there's an orgasm gap. Um, I can't speak for the boomers, but uh, Nick and I are Gen Xers. Um, And so we were talking about generationally what was going on back then when we were in our late teens, early 20s, and trying to discover ourselves and our sexuality. Um, We did not have the access to pornography that people have now. Um, Perhaps somebody's father had, you know, a video that everybody kind of passed around, or somebody's brother had a stack of Playboys. But we didn't have this kind of constant bombardment of porn, um, which I think that can uh, perhaps teach young men um, that uh, what's satisfying for them to look at is, is also satisfying for women to have done to them, which of course porn is kind of really, it's a male gaze uh, uh, industry where they're not really looking for uh, women to be satisfied, they're looking for entertainment. It's and a visual stimulation. It's a visual stimulation, yes, yeah. exactly. So what you see a lot is the money shot, you see close-ups of just penetration, yep. where of course women need usually to be warmed up more, you need more clitoral uh, stimulation, you're going to need more than just you know the, the, the in and out in the, of a uh, of um, the intercourse. And I think that men see the women um, performing in these porn uh, videos, and the women are making all the correct faces that would make it look oh, like yeah, they're having a lot sound. of fun, right? Yeah. So, so when they copy these moves, they're expecting their partners to be satisfied, right? And of course they are, because that's what they see. And then I think women, on the other hand, watch these videos and they see these women, of course, you know, uh, looking like they're satisfied and they almost feel broken when this particular kind of sex is not Mm -hmm. getting them off. So sometimes women are known to to fake it or to lie or to tell you that it's great because this is all that they're being shown uh, as far as um, any sort of healthy sexuality. So they're not getting that. You know and, what I'm saying? I, I just had, sorry to cut you off. No, I just please. Had a, I just had a thought. Okay. Right now, this second, as you you said something, and made me think. Okay. About about the the visual aspect of it because from what I've seen in porn, there's always an element of pain. Yes. Because it's like, oh my God, your cock is so big. And during, you know, so he puts it in and she's like, she's, and this face that she makes just, you know, is, she's grimacing and like, oh my God, it's so big. I don't know, you know, and, and there's a pain element to it, you know, which is kind of, I'm going to say, I'll, I'll say twisted in my own, that's my own, you know, word right there. But watch this. So if we take that back to reality, and there's and and you got two like twenty twenty somethings who don't really know what they're doing, but they've digested x number of years of porn from their phone, and they've seen this, so they start to do something, and he shoves it in, and she makes that same face that the girl from porn made. Right. He's like, it's working. I'm, I'm doing my job. I'm, I'm doing it right. Exactly. But and so they're. So they're, so, so, but they're like, but she's like, no, it actually hurts. Right. Yes, exactly. So there's, a, so there's that huge disconnect, you know, which goes back to communication, which we'll get to much more deeper in, in a second. But I'm, I, I just had this idea just now, like, 
No, porn, something, there was something, there's a massive disconnect going on compared to what young men are doing or men, period, are doing and what, and what women need and or want or expect to enjoy sex and, and, and to be sexually healthy. That's, that's just my... Oh, I think thought. that's a huge thing. Yeah, I think that's a really huge thing. And I think, I, I think that there's, um, there's some misogyny to that, of course, where there's a yeah. dominance thing going on. There you go. Where, where uh, if you were in pain or I'm dominating you or, um, uh, you know, uh, she looks... That's a big one right there. If she, if she looks like she's in pain or not happy, um, uh, it's a signal for them to keep going. Keep going which in right. the real world, in any other situation, it, work. it wouldn't work that <laughs> way. If someone was looking like they were you know, under extreme duress, we would stop and see how they were mm-hmm. doing. We're here. We use that almost as a signal to keep going. And yeah. how crazy is that? And again, because if she's digesting the same um, uh, porn that he's digesting, she may see that pain as um, completely acceptable and appropriate for this point in time, which is another reason why women aren't asking for men to change their ways because they're not even quite sure what that would be. They don't don't know what a healthy sex life looks like because all they see is the pornography that's on their phone. Um, But I was saying earlier when we were talking about the generational thing, which I think is really important, is that so we were kind of coming up right in the the beginning of this technological age, um, uh, but being a young person in the 80s and the early 90s, we were still kind of taught to navigate each other um, in a respectful and trustworthy way because... Here we were, you know, we were all broke and we were all latchkey kids, right? So we had a lot of time by ourselves. And I think the Gen Xers really went crazy with that time. So there was a lot of sex with uh, the Gen Xers, um, the young people, because we were left to our own devices. But you also had to facilitate some level of trust with whoever you were in the backseat of a car with or in, you know, if you were in somebody's basement, whatever it was, those moments that you had together, you Mm -hmm. had to form a connection and there had to be some trust there. Um, And uh, the young men, um, especially, I I remember, would work hard to gain your trust, right? They really, they would be, they would be gentle, they would be attentive, they would listen, um, they would make sure that you were okay because they wanted to do this again, right? So the the, the goal was to maybe do this again, right? Mm Um, And I think that the way that we've raised our children, we've got helicopter parents that never let our children be alone, right? So they don't get to develop um, strong relationships naturally, right? They don't get that alone time to even uh, develop a strong, intimate relationship, even if it's platonic. They don't really get that time. And then we also have um, the devices and the social media where our communication has become so clipped and so... Um, uh, it's all sound bites, and what Dr. Nick was saying earlier, he called it Snapchat sex. Hey, Snapchat sex. Because yeah. everything is so, everything is so clipped. Everything is so fast. In fast, so instant. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. And we're not getting; they're not learning intimacy, even in even in uh, friendship bonds. You know, and I, yeah. if you remember the 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 bonds that you had, I mean, weren't the best friends that you had in junior high and high school like the like the most deep friendships you ever had ever, yeah. um, because you guys were left together to really. Bond Bond, um, uh, emotionally, yeah. and I don't know if our children are getting that. I don't know if they're. I don't think so it's super, It's more superficial. It's much more superficial. Because the relationships think, that they have. Yes. I'm thinking back. Some. So I. I still have friends from kindergarten. Right. Right. And yes. From kindergarten, mm-hmm. and like one of my oldest friends uh, from fourth. Uh, um, 
I know God. I, I've known Bill. I was thinking Bill for forty, what 40, 43 years already. That's that's ridiculous. That's a long time, and, yeah. Yeah, and, and we're and we're still in touch. And I and and I have several people who are on like the twenty year list, mm-hmm. you know, or thirty year list already. It, it, it's just how that's just how far back we go. And it's just you know, male and female friends. You just that's just that's just how it was. But now, you know, I see people playing. They their their friends are the guys who they meet playing video games on the internet. You know, they they. The, you know they have their little crew of friends who may live in California or Sweden or whatever, but they're but those are considered friends. Where I'm like, no, my, like my friends are people who I, you know, I get I get to look in the eye, or or you know, or like like we grew up together, right? Or people you, know, you can count on, which yeah, I know, yeah, I, because because too. these relationships are are pretty superficial. Um, uh, I think that we have. They've elevated acquaintances to friendship status because we don't have an opportunity to be raw and emotional and intimate with even Mm -hmm. our platonic friends. And I think that that's transferring over to our sex lives because we just don't even know how to have a good relationship. And with that, period, exactly, with that, um, uh, women especially, so you have men that are, you know, I mean, I think they're doing their best, but they're modeling what they see. And then you have women who are also modeling what they see. And what they see is that they should be happy with what's in front of them. So what I was really surprised at the study was that of the women that were not having orgasms, 84% of them said that they were fine with their sex lives. And that's not okay because they have been taught, they have been taught that the orgasm is like a unicorn, right? They've been taught (laughs) that. That's true. (laughs) They've been taught that Right. Um, that that being with this person for you know the forty five minutes that they get to snuggle with them is enough whether they are satisfied or not. So we need to teach women that they should expect more and to advocate for themselves. It's perfectly okay for you to say not this way that way. Um, please be that's more gentle. True. Please use a little lubrication. I need for you to be nice to me all day. And that's another thing too. So let's talk about you know foreplay. Foreplay is important, and we need to warm women up. It's very important to warm women up because they, you know, proper lubrication, stimulation. We want to relax her, all those wonderful things. But sometimes warming a woman up is telling her she's pretty two hours beforehand. Sure. Let's, if you think that this is something that you'd like to do during the day, oh, yeah. let's start, you know, with the, you know, verbal foreplay before we even get to bed. Oh, so you are very, very pretty. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You're really very pretty. Thank you. Very, Thank you. Ex- super pretty. Thank you. Dr. Nick has plans tonight. Um, <laughs> Just had to put that out there. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. And she got a haircut today, which is really pretty. And it's, yes, yeah. it's super sassy and cute. Thank yes, you so much. Yes, it is. Yes, I, <laughs> but, still, but you know what? I Because I, as you say that, I, I ball that, I put, it, I put that under the umbrella of communication mm-hmm. because it's as you said it's what you say how you touch what you you know it's those are all forms of communication and and there should be see I me personally I don't think these these young men are aware right you know they don't understand you know they their feedback skills are are missing. Right, and because, I think that's social media too. You know, which, yeah, which is because it could, you know because they're so used to playing video games and press and pressing like, you know, on their phone or tablet. It, that's that's the almost superficialist. I made I made my own word. Superficialist. Um, that's yeah, a good one. Okay. Um, <laughs> thing ever. Uh-huh. You know, it's so it's so narrow. It's so thin. 
So then, um, right? So they don't learn body language. They don't. Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. They don't learn that form or or any forms of of communication. It's like everything is filtered through their phones or through their devices or through their screens or whatever. But when it comes down to like human interactions or or interacting with people that have a heartbeat, that's when. Okay, I saw I saw this on YouTube or on Pornhub, so I'm gonna act like this. Therefore, it must be true. So I'm gonna act that same way. Right. But it doesn't work that way, as you said. You know, there has to be some form of recognition of the feedback, so you can warm someone up, as you say. Or you know, it's just take a step. I'll say sideways. Is that these guys don't know how. No, no, I don't think they, they do. They don't know. I mean, it's, there's for me. Like, listen to this the, the study that you cited earlier, and it's it's, it's a lack of knowledge. And it, yeah, these guys may be educated in all, you know, um, you know, honor societies or whatever. That's great. But when it comes down to one-on-one interaction, I think sexual health education is missing. Yes. And that's huge. Yes. And you know. So I'm as a former educator. I'm like, what the hell did we, what did we miss? You know, how how did we, did you know, did we not keep up with technology or something? But like earlier, I'm like before, we, like we started to record, like you mentioned about how some guys don't know if their girlfriends, have, you know, have even orgasmed right. after something, you know, after they were oral sex or whatever they had sex. I'm like, how could you not? know this right yeah that's for me as i'm like that's freaking irritating like what is what what the hell right you know but i mean that's that's that that, that's just me right i I think there's something out there but they're taught self-gratification right so and that's again comes down to which is very selfish it's selfish but it comes down to instant gratification with all the devices and everything like that whatever i want i want it now snapchat sex exactly snapchat sex um i also think that we're taught that the sex is over when the man comes Comes. so when the man comes sex is over right and that that's porn exactly so that's porn so with that um, so there was a, a cute video that if we can find, perhaps we'll link, that we'll had link yeah. um, a young woman, and she was in a park near a college, and she was going up to men, and she was very bubbly, and she said, you know, do you want to tell me about the, for, you know, the last time you had sex? And she talked to maybe, you know, 10, 15 men, and they'd all, you know, kind of giggled and said that they had had sex recently. And then she said, okay, so how did you know the sex was over? And he said, well, I came. And she was like, okay, well, did she come? And every single one of them said, I don't know. I, I don't hope know. she did. I hope she did. I don't know. So, yes, this is another thing that we what? have to teach um, we have to teach a communication we have to teach uh, empathy we have to teach you know like uh, mm-hmm. we need to be God. more aware of yeah. our partners we need to want to satisfy our partners yep. but I think we've been taught and women have been taught too that the sex is over when the, the man comes. comes exactly yeah. which I think this is something that we need to to unlearn. We need to to stop teaching our I young women. Unlearn. Yeah, unlearn. We need to, these these young women need to unlearn this, and they need to um, you know demand a satisfying sex life if they're going to be partners with someone. True. That person should put in as much effort as she's putting in to make sure that they're mm-hmm. both um, happy with the arrangement. You know, yeah. and that's that's a, a big deal. But I do think. Um, uh, I want to say there's some Scandinavian countries where um, they start teaching sex ed in, oh God, in yeah. families 
in kindergarten. kindergarten. And what they teach, it's they true. teach empathy, they teach compassion, they teach love, they teach platonic relationships. Yep. Um, they give their teenagers a little bit more leeway when it comes to their relationships. Yeah, Here in America, yeah. when you have a teenager who has a relationship, we're very quick to get out the shotgun and tell them, don't touch my daughter, or yeah. whatever it is. But what we're doing is, you know, we're keeping them from growing. Sending a, it, it, it's a message that's yes. being sent, and, it, and, and they're picking picking it up. Yes. Well, exactly. you know, but you know, but we came up in the in the eighties. Every horror movie, had a couple had sex, they died. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So it was sinful. It was dirty. Yep. So they got right, and, 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 and it was okay. And here comes Jason or right. Freddy Krueger exactly. and placed them up. Well, mm-hmm. There you go. Okay. For, for maybe it's a Gen X thing, as you said earlier, but I see. Okay, this is. My personal, well, no, sorry. There's a group of friends of mine who are on Facebook, mm-hmm. know that. No, I, you know, so, and we all kind of have this thing where it's, it's a phrase. You, I've said it, you know, many times before. And it's, it, it's called, well, she comes first. Yes. It's like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. And if I'm lucky, two times. Well, there you go. But, <laughs> well, it, because it's, you know, everything else is ladies first. Why not that? Oh, exactly. That's yes. just, that's just, I hope that goes viral. You know, yes, she comes, or, hashtag she, she comes first. Yeah, there you go, spread that around. Um, <laughs> hashtag she comes first. And it, it makes sense. I mean, that's like, okay, for me, I'm, okay, I'm a, I'm a giver. That's just me. Yes. You know, so, and you are and the And I'm receiver. very lucky, yes. Yes, you're the, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so. Because you stop, okay. But it's true. But you know, and and it's about like as you said, like warming you up and things like that. And you know, it's not you know, I'm not always grabbing her boob or anything like that. Right. Yeah, I said boob. But, <laughs> you know, but it's it's about you know it's it'll like like you know I you know for me it's easy because I, I I do love this woman. I I can say that. And so it's it's always it's 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 not a chore. There's there's no pressure on. I'm going to perform or anything like that. It's something that I want to do. Like every place we go, like like we're holding hands, you know. And I tell her that she's pretty because she likes it. Yes. <laughs> so, you, know, <laughs> you know, or she gets her hair cut, and I, I you know, I compliment her. Right. On, it's important on, to make a fuss. I know, like you do certain things, like you, like right, yeah, right. So. There, are, there are certain grooming habits that yeah, that, that you sometimes you are your partner is more. Uh, your 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 partner is more um, on board with than than perhaps yeah. So, so there are definitely things that we do right yeah. to keep our partner happy. So when you do stuff like that, ways. and it goes both it goes ways. Both yeah. Ways. There we so go. yeah. So definitely. So anytime your partner does something for you, realize that that's so, a gift. It's yeah. a gift. Even if it's doing the dishes or putting the laundry in, even if it has absolutely nothing to do, do with with, yeah. with with you know with sex with sex or anything like that. When someone does something for you, that's a gift, and you need to acknowledge that. And that comes back to communication and intimacy. Yep. Right. Yeah, so that's that's just how that's how we operate, you mm-hmm. know, and that's in a, and I think that that keeps our relationship fresh and fun. Yes. Granted, we are, are in a long term relationship, so right. it's not like it's not like a booty call central or anything like that. Not not even close. No, we're not in the ninety day bliss period anymore. Yeah, we've walked, right. Yeah, we've, we've, you know. we've we've passed that. Yes, even yes. though that's that's fun, and you know, if that's where you're at, go for it. And if you want to do several ninety day bliss periods, that's fine. Go for it. But yeah. again, wherever you're at. Look at your partner and 
ask her what she needs. Yep. Go ahead and ask her. Go ahead and ask her what mm -hmm. feels good, what doesn't feel good. Do you like this? Do you not like this? Can I do more of this? Um, you know, listen to her body, listen to her breath, listen to all these things. Yeah, and see, be aware. Be aware of what she's, she's doing and how she's feeling. Um, and I think She Comes First is a fantastic, yep. she comes you know, first. fantastic um, uh, and thing like to live by. Watch this, because like one of my articles for prostatecancer.net I wrote, I, th I talked about using your senses. Yes. What does she taste like? You know, and that may throw like, you know, that may make some men's brains explode, but it's true. Touch her. What's her skin feel like? Good Lord, touch is a, touch is huge. You know, we don't touch. As I, I'm getting, I'm, I'm touching more. You know, but, <laughs> but, you know, but those are. It's important, and and you, you have to learn to, to recognize what's going on, which is, which is part of the feedback. You know, and that, that's technical. But what does her skin feel like? You know, how is she breathing? Does her breathing change when you do X, Y, or Z versus A, B, or C? You know, and it's like it's and it's it's fun, and you get to and if you do things right, and you know, I'm not saying that there's no pressure on you, but um, there's pleasure given, yes, which is which is which is fun inside the bedroom and outside of the bedroom because we're always holding hands wherever we go. Yes, yeah. See, yeah. it's a constant thing. So there's a build up, and there's a, it's a constant thing. But I, I think going back to what we were talking about in the first place, um, I think that what we need to work on is communication. I yep. think we need to work on self-advocacy. Yep. I think we need to work on uh, you know compassion and empathy and, and being more aware of everybody who's around us. And I think that if we were to do that kind of everywhere, it kind of trickles back into the important things too. Like start paying attention to everybody and everything, right? Start listening to... Uh, the way they're speaking, start you know their their tone of voice changes, the way they look at you changes, right? Is some with somebody looking you in the eye and now they're looking at their feet? With somebody had open posture and now they have closed, closed posture. posture. There's so many clues mm -hmm. as to if people are happy with your company, um, and True. I think we need to start being aware of that. Yeah. Yep. I I agree. So, um, so that's just our food for thought podcast on yes. on the orgasm gap. Mm -hmm. I, you know. Um, and I would like to, so, uh, so once again, I, you know, th this is always fun for me, especially when Vicky's here with me. Yay. So I just want to say, um, so yeah, so in closing, I just want to say, um, well, of course, do you have anything that you would like to add before we close? Or? Um, no, just, uh, you know, be nice to each other. I think that that's wonderful. Be nice to each other. And, and I guess we'll see you next week. Fair enough. Yep. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Uh, stay tuned. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye. Bye.